Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Oh, yeah. Tuesday night, December 5th, Keith McPherson on the fan. Five-hour KM to AM as we proceed to give you what you need inside the 9 o'clock hour. In 15 minutes, the legendary Steve Summers will join me. It's been a little while. Bring my OG back, the GOAT. See what he thinks about the Jets and the Mets and everything else. How are the Rangers doing right now, Paulie? I, uh... Saw they were down 4-2 very early. 5-2. It's a bad night in Ottawa for Igor Shesterkin. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sure the schmooze won't be feeling that. The Isles are up 2-1, and uh, we await the Devils-Canucks game in about an hour. I'm online waiting for any news to break out of the winter meetings. Jack Curry, two minutes ago, writes, The Yankees are continuing their efforts to acquire Soto from the Padres. While the two teams have been in a perceived stalemate, the Yankees are said to be trying to get a deal done. So I would think that that means the Yankees are pushing to re-engage and actually get something done here. And uh, maybe they're being the aggressors. And if Jack Curry's saying that, you can believe that. Jack Curry, along the lines of these reporters that I'm talking about, Jack Curry's not just floating something out there for clicks and retweets. Uh, he's a, a, a legit journalist and a legit Yankee source. When Jack Curry's talking about something, you can believe it. He's not putting his name on the line and not putting any information out about the Yankees. That isn't true. 877-337-66. We got a full rack of calls. Don't call. Let me see if I can get a couple calls in before we go get Steve. Paul in Newark, New Jersey. What's up, Paul? You're on the fan. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Thanks for joining us. Good. Well, this year's shot for the Jets. So next year, Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback. They got a high draft pick. Everybody's saying they need to get a quarterback. And that's cool. You need the future. But where are you going to get an offensive line to protect Aaron Rodgers? And if Aaron Rodgers is a starting quarterback, you need to bring in a veteran backup because he can get hurt. He has two injuries already. You don't want... Aaron Rodgers getting hurt and all you got as a, sure. as a rookie again. Sure. This, this, so um, where are you going to get all of that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and please yeah. don't cut me off yet. I'm not driving anymore. I'd like to hear your response because I want to know what you think they can do to get two, at least two players on the offensive line 
and you need a veteran backup to help Aaron while you're bringing up the young yeah. uh, studs that are going to get in the first round. I think you can find offensive linemen in the second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round. I think Joe Douglas really has to get on the phones. I don't know if I trust his ability to get on the phones and make trades and, and find these guys and bring in the right talent, but maybe GM Aaron Rodgers will be of some assistance. I'm sure Rodgers has connections all through the league through the time that he spent. I think they absolutely need a quarterback, right? The feel of year two with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, it, it's not going to be half as hype as it was right. this first year. It's It's been soured. It, it's It's not got the same feel. And then there's also this worry now that, hey, he's a year older, he's a year removed, he could get hurt again, and he might not be as sharp as he was uh, in his MVP seasons now three, four yeah. years ago. They need a lot of help. That's why I said who's to say that they can just flip this roster and make this roster playoff competitive in a year. Yeah. They have to have a hell of a draft and find – proven commodities in free agency for the offensive line and maybe even some weapons on offense. I think you definitely use that top pick to draft a quarterback, though. It's done with Zach Wilson. It can't continue. Yeah. There is no future. But without an offensive line, it doesn't matter who's back there. Right. But They'll I think, be chasing Aaron Rodgers down all day. I think this is a heavy quarterback draft, uh, wide receiver draft. I think we'll see a lot of skill positions taken in the first round, even some some DBs in the first round where there's going to be some talented offensive linemen available in the second round, third round. They, they have to do their due diligence. They got, they got to really dive in to the scouting and, and find these guys uh, out there somewhere. I appreciate it. Maybe they can get the offensive line from green Bay, but all the other players over from green Bay. Yeah. I don't know who you want though. Like <laughs> Bakhtiari's hurt. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd stop. I'd stop letting Aaron Rodgers run the show completely. I'd say, no, Aaron, Aaron, come on now. We we did that last year and, and it didn't work out so great. Now, you know, we got to step yeah. up here and build around you, Paul. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Dan in the Bronx next up on the fan. Hey, <clears throat> hey, Keith, first of all, I love your show. Uh, you bring a kind of fresh perspective, good hot takes, uh, but I have to quibble over, uh, your take on Zach Wilson, I don't know how you can uh, look at Zach Wilson and say anything other than uh, he's a bum and he's got to go. And Oh, just, I, I mean, can't because he's I, got I bums all around him. The whole organization is a bum. I don't. I mean, They were losers before yeah, they drafted I mean, him. They have a track record of ruin quarter, ruining quarterbacks. Geo, Geno Smith seemed to do all right once he got up out of there. You yeah. Um, not true of Sam Darnold, but. Still, but Sam I Darnold mean, is on a, is, is still in the long. league on a, on a better team. He's a backup. Who knows if Brock Purdy goes down again? Sam Darnold will be called on to lead the 49ers to the promised land. Yeah, but that's you know Joe Flacco just came suspect. back to the league and he said, "I don't want to be a Jet. No, I'm good on that. I'll, I'll go to Cleveland, Ohio, and play for the Browns as a a Ravens legend. I'll play for a rival from the team that I, I you know won a Super Bowl with. I'd rather go to Cleveland." play for the Browns, then go help the Jets. I've seen enough over there. That's how I can look at Zach and say, hey, I get it. Thanks for the call, Dan. But I can understand that young man saying enough is enough. Paul, you say you have breaking news? Big breaking news. If you're a Yankee fan, they have made a trade for an outfielder. And that name ew, is ew. Alex Verdugo. Ew, who'd they give up? From ew. the Red Sox. For Richard okay, I'm fine Fitz, with the people they gave up. Greg Weissert and Nicholas Judas. So Verdugo to the Yankees for Fitz, Weissert, and Judas, according to Jeff Passan of ESPN. Ew. 
Ew. I don't like Verdugo. But let's talk about it now that he's a Yankee. Uh, he's going to have to shave that um, beard. He's I mean, only going to be able to wear one gold chain with the Yankees. The, uh, for, he's not going to be able to wear number 99. For me, the question is, what does this mean for them in Juan Soto? Does this mean they are now out on Hell Juan no. Soto? Hell no. You need outfield depth because you can't do what you did last year and play eight different journeymen in the outfield. Um, he's he's a depth piece, uh, in my opinion. I think he's a – look who they gave up. Greg Weissert. Greg Weissert was a cool story coming out of Fordham for a little while, never really materialized. Um, the other guys are not guys that were on the major league level. R- Richard Fitz and Nicholas Judice. I'm just saying, they needed a left-handed hitting outfielder, and they landed on Alex Verdugo. So you just wonder. It's December 5th. There's got to be more. Um, this isn't, you don't stop there, especially if Jack Curry just said that they're pushing for Soto. This is a debt piece. This is somebody that you, you put in the organization to quiet the fans that say, where's all the left-handed power? We need outfielders. Well, they, 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 they got that. He's an outfielder. He's left-handed. I'm not a big fan of the guy, but I think he, he'll be a decent player. I hope he wants to be a Yankee, not too much Red Sox. In his blood, I guess this is what Alex Cora was alluding to. I guess this is what Alex Cora was talking to uh, Aaron Boone about earlier when um, Chris Cotillo put out the report. Alex Cora said, I called Aaron Boone yesterday, FaceTimed him, and he gave me this kind of like smile, this look. He was very happy, so something big might happen over there. Maybe Aaron Boone was smiling and saying, oh, we're about to get Alex Verdugo. I'm on record um, saying that, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, and just, just it a, don't do it don't do too much for me. Just a heads up for reference purposes: Richard Fitz is the twelfth ranked prospect on MLB Pipeline for the Yankees. So twelfth, obviously, we know Weiser, Judas. I don't see in the top thirty, but just a little reference point. If you are thinking, if you're a Yankee fan, does this take you out of Juan Soto sweepstakes? No. Um, and what they gave up for him is fine. We were thinking it was Glaber Torres two weeks ago, right? That that report was out there that oh, they were going to swap Glaber Torres. And I'm like, hell no, you can't do that. So what they gave up for him is fine. It ain't Glaber Torres. This is a depth piece. Um, not done. Not done. They'll do more. But it, it, it satisfies what they're looking for. Outfield depth. You're handling this well as you tweet out and sure, say what people, you're tweeting people, at the People same can time. hear me typing. Outfield depth, left-handed bat. Whatever. I don't know. I just, I like, I don't know. He's not a bad player. Right. No, I think Verdugo is a serviceable yeah. outfielder. It's just, again, for me, you just think this is what they needed. They needed a left-handed hitting outfielder. That's what everyone has been begging, has been begging them to get. And they do it with the Red Sox. You wonder, and again, I'm with you with uh, Jack Curry, who is as locked into anybody when it comes to Yankees moves. He has them before anybody else has them. And he just tweets out about, you know, this perceived stalemate about Juan Soto. They're trying to get something done. And then and then the Verdugo deal happens. So you do wonder what that means. That's all I'm saying. No trolling from a Met fan, nothing. It's an honest question from me. It's a move. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it, You don't have to like the move, but take the... Take the player's name, image, persona out of it and just look at the back of the baseball card and what Alex Verdugo presents for the Yankees with what they gave up. It, it fits a need. Right. You know what's kind of similar to? It's, it's the Mets getting Severino. They needed somebody like that. It's a depth piece, mid-rotation. 
You know, thirteen million for Severino is nothing. It was a trade versus a, a right, free right. Agent but I'm signing. saying it, it was a need, right? And sure, it, it fits a need. But Verdugo's not coming off of his worst year of his career. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. It doesn't. It doesn't excite me. My my initial reaction was, "Ew, I hate the Red Sox." One and Verdugo just always seemed like a punk. Like he always seemed like uh, a hothead uh, and doing too much. The tattoos, the chain. The beard, and I know you shouldn't be discriminating against people uh, with how they look, but the Yankees do. <laughs> the Yankees make you cut your hair, shave your beard, uh, only wear one chain, so he's going to have to uh, tighten that up, and he can't wear number 99. That's Aaron Judge. All right, well, we got a break right now and go get Steve. Sorry for the folks that are on hold. Call back um, or stay on hold. I- I'm, we're not going to do a whole hour with Steve. I just want Steve to pop in and and for you guys to hear him a bit. If he wants to take some calls, he can take some calls. But, yeah, it's hot stove time. That counts as a move. You wanted outfield depth. I'd much rather see Alex Verdugo in left field than IKF. You know, we're, you know much rather see him out there than um, Willie Calhoun. Obviously, you know, Willie Calhoun's not on the team. But this is a, a serviceable major league outfielder, left-handed hitter. I'm going to look up the back of his, his baseball card. On the surface, it's an ill move because it's a, it's a Boston Red Sox and what you think of the guy when you see him. But ultimately, if he comes over here and he buys in and he wants to be a Yankee and he contributes, he he he's most likely not even a starter. He's a fourth outfielder. Right, and it's also possible, I suppose, in the Soto thing, maybe they're using him to go get Juan Soto. That is also a possibility. Could be a flip move. Yep. Could be a flip move. All right, well, let's go get Steve Summers, the legendary Steve Summers, Tell a friend to tell a friend. Steve will be with us in about three or four minutes. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's take a break. Go get him. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Come right back. Call us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Joining me right now, your favorite, my OG, Mr. Steve Summers, back on the fan. What's up, Steve? Steve is not even my favorite. 
But uh, but it's good to hear your voice again, and thank you once again uh, for giving me a couple of minutes and having me on. It's always a pleasure. And this is, ladies and gentlemen, the Keith McPherson Show. He is a radio host. He is a husband. He is a father, and he is successful at all three. You're the best. How are you doing, Steve? How's life treating you? How's your wife? Well, uh, everybody is uh, doing okay. We take it one day at a time, much like every athlete we talk about. And uh, we're going to Paris, France on Friday for a week and trying to figure out how we can make do not knowing any French. Although I do know French fries, I do know the Eiffel Tower, and I do know Mona Lisa, who lives at the Louvre. You guys are globe trotters. I love it. You go, where haven't you gone? Where on in 2024? What else is on the uh, on the well, map? Well, this is only this will be the second time going to Europe. Uh, in 1999, Robin and I went uh, to London, and uh, and so th- this is uh, something a little bit. Uh, different because they don't speak English. I'm hoping that when we go to a restaurant that the menu uh, can be deciphered. And we're looking for ice cream places. We're looking for pizza places, even in France. And uh, we're trying to figure out how we're going to get by. The key word for the two of us is the word discovery, because we're going to have to discover uh, how to get uh, over here and over there with us here and everything else over there. Yeah, you'll find some Americans, or they'll find you, they'll spot you. And uh, what I find, I've been to London a few times now. I proposed to my wife at the London series in 2019, and then a year ago I took her on our baby moon to London and Amsterdam, almost exactly a year ago was around uh, Thanksgiving last year. I I love going over there. It's a a little bit of a culture shock, but it's like a flip to be on the other side of the world, and it makes you think or it makes makes me think how just like Americanized I am and how much of a worldview I need to get. And I mean, I got it from going, but like yeah, over no, there, I, they're not thinking about what we're doing over here in, in New York or in, I don't know, Kansas. Oh, sure. Well, don't know I'm an American because I'm going to wear my Mets shirt and <laughs> I have a I have a like a throwback uh, jersey, uh, a, a throwback uh, it's from 1968 and um, um, not 1969, but 1968. So I'll be wearing that. Although the weather uh, in the month of December is supposed to be sort of like here, cold uh, and, and maybe a lots of rain, if not snow. The only month, from what we understand, that it snows there is in uh, December. But uh, with other things that we had on the on the table. Uh, this was a good time for us uh, to get going. And there won't be a lot of tourists around, which is good. Uh, but uh, So we're looking forward to that. And again, the key word is discovery, because we're going to have to discover a lot of things that we want to do. I'd like to go to Normandy and uh, see a little bit of that museum that they have there, because that was the beginning of the end of World War II. So, I mean, from an historical point of view, That'll be uh, very interesting. I'm not interested in anything that has to do with soccer. We do have TV where we are staying, but I'm not so sure it's going to be able to give me NFL scores. And that brings me up to something that I want to hear from you, what you think. My idea what the Jets ought to do with quarterback. Forget about Boyle. 
forget about Simeon, forget about Wilson, all three are abject failures. I would have either Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall take every snap, <laughs> either a direct snap or have one of those guys be a quarterback. You've got to get the ball in their hands. And the three or four mentioned quarterbacks uh, couldn't do that. How many open receivers did Boyle miss on Sunday? Yeah, he's just not an athlete. I was saying going into that game after watching him on Black Friday, he's a sitting duck, and even if he knows the system and can get the protection right, he can't actually execute. And they cut him today. They brought in Brett Rippin. And, you know, the word out there, Steve, is that Zach Wilson has been asked to start, but he's reluctant to take the starting job back. And a lot of people have piled on him again to say, oh, how could he – be reluctant to take the job back. The Jets have done so much to protect him, but I kind of was with him. I'm like, this guy's been dragged through the mud. Well, he has, and he hasn't been coached. There's no question. But the real mistake is Douglas, you know, drafting him. And then, of course, you have a defensive-oriented head coach. And remember when he was a defensive coordinator with the Niners, how excited he was. Of course, they had a good defense. He had good players. Here, he's stone-faced. And you get the impression that he's no more different than anybody in the stands just watching this disaster every week. You know, he doesn't show much emotion. Maybe he does, you know, inside the locker room. But uh, he's a defensive-minded guy. And offensively, there's not, no creativity, no end-arounds, no flea flickers, no misdirection. It's just, you know, line plunges up the middle. And bad passing, it's just, well, no offense, as we all know. But I would have Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson either become a quarterback or just direct snap to them, get the ball in their hands, and, and let them do, let them find some room. The offensive line doesn't open up many holes, let's face it, and they don't protect anyone either. So the bottom line is get the ball into their hands, let them see if they can go around the edge, and uh, and create some space on their own because those two guys are the two talented offensive players uh, that they have. And if you need to get the ball into their hands, either a direct snap or under center, I don't care because it can't get any worse than it's been. Yeah, they've tried to get creative, but it's too little too late. They've tried to get some other guys involved like Xavier Gibson and run some flea flickers and different formations and change their personnel. But like, at this point, what are you doing? There's there's nothing you can do. I mean, they, they've gone for it on fourth down. They tried to target Garrett Wilson. Yeah. It's still not good enough. It's still not effective. And okay. here we go again with Zach Wilson. And if the kid said he was reluctant to play because of injury, that's already in his head that he might get hurt. And, like, you can't make somebody want to do something. Once that's no, out there, it, uh, it's too well, late. Uh, Salah did respond to that. And he did say, well, that he hasn't expressed any of that uh, to me. Right. Maybe he's. He's expressed that to some of his teammates, uh, alone with his own thoughts. And he, uh, listen, uh, that's that's a benefit for the Jets, that if he doesn't want to play, good. This is his last year, and thank uh, the football gods for that. He won't be on the team next year, shouldn't be on the team next year. He's had more than enough time to prove himself. He can't do that. He's not capable, makes bad decisions. Wilt's under pressure is not evasive enough. And again, it's not just him that is brutal and awful and bad and, uh, and ridiculous. 
it's a lot of uh, that offensive line. How many offensive uh, differences in lineups with the offensive line? Like every week it's uh, different guys. Them and, and the of, Giants. Probably yeah. eight different combinations of offensive linemen. They're trying to figure it out. There is no figuring out. They don't have the guys yeah, on the right. roster. It's Not a disaster. Again. And that's that's uh, listen, Salah should be on the hot seat. Douglas uh, should be on the hot seat. I mean, they created this roster, let's be honest. And then you haven't got anybody on the coaching staff to coach these guys. And, you know, uh, copy what Baltimore does. Uh, try to uh, uh, get something like the 49ers do. Uh, I mean, try. Uh, granted, uh, both of those two teams are talented. But the bottom line is try to copy some of the – Yeah, it's a copycat league. You look at what the other teams are doing and all across the league, huh. backup quarterbacks yeah. are playing, and some of them yeah. are finding success. Yeah, don't look at your own films. Look at the films of teams that know how to be competitive, even if they lose. I mean, the, the Jets and the Giants, too. Although the Giants are a little bit more – listen, they keep winning, Keith. And uh, that is going to lower the draft opportunities. Yeah, I think the winning stops. Uh, let's talk about the Giants. I mean, well, actually, before we talk about the Giants, we got to talk about your guy, Joe Beningo. He's trying to help. He's got a direct line to Rob Sala. Uh, caused a little bit of a stir over the last day or so with what he reported or didn't report or, uh, you know, the text messages and, and conversations that he shared on air. I, I think it's going to blow over. I think it's... It's innocent. I think that Joe just is a diehard fan and wants well, to see the Jets it, what win. What is Joe saying about uh, about the about the team at the moment? What they should fire everybody? <laughs> no. So basically, he alluded to Rob Sala not liking Zach Wilson, and I think he just you know misinterpreted the text messages and took uh, the text messages and took it out of context. And he came on uh, Evan and Tiki and said that. And then the morning show guys laid into him. And then he came back on Evan and Tiki today to clear some things up. But I guess he's still talking to Rob Sala. I guess they're still communicating. And well, I mean, Rob Sala, well, let's face it, Rob Sala knows that Beningo is a member of the media. It's not going to be uh, sharing some of the most intimate thoughts with Joe. I don't care what Joe says. He's a member of the media. Sala knows that anything he says uh, to uh, Beningo publicly is going to be talked about by Joe. Oh, I talked to uh, Robert Sala, and he told me this, et cetera, et cetera. And even if he disguises that uh, uh, conversation, but Sala's no dummy. He's not a good coach, but he's not stupid. And he knows that uh, talking to Benengo, who uh, does uh, talk to a lot of Jet fans, there's no question about that. But the bottom line is he's not going to tell Benengo. Uh Benengo can uh, assume uh, first of all, if you're Salah, who do you uh, who likes Zach Wilson? He may like him as a person. He may like his work ethic. He not, may like not the much fact to be enjoyed from his play on the field. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, but as a head coach, I mean, Wilson may cost Salah his job, and so he's not. I mean, he knows he's a lousy quarterback. Uh, we don't need uh, any kind of insight or any kind of you know, spy equipment to figure that out. I mean, Salabez, how many times has Wilson been benched to begin with? And now you want to bench Boyle. Simeon was worse. So, I mean, uh, again, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, let them direct snap. How worse 
can it be that <laughs> it can be really bad to turn the offense into yeah. a wildcat yeah. offense? They don't have any hope of scoring a touchdown. I'm like, I'm rooting for them. Put Zach back in and just be competitive. I watched the entire NFL. All the other teams can at least find a way to get in the end zone. They can't get into the end zone. Oh, you know, it's it's embarrassing. It's and then you want to say it can only get better, but then you see it get worse. So it's a, it's like a curse, <laughs> and uh, that's not a new word when it comes uh, to the New York Jets. So nope. and even if they're going to lose, uh, and you kind of alluded to this, Keith, even if they lose, how about just being competitive? How about looking, looking like an NFL team? And they don't. No, watching that game Sunday, I'm on record saying it. I'm like, it's a chore to watch the Jets. It's a struggle to watch the Jets. It's a buzzkill on Sunday to have to watch them play, to be able to talk about it on air. It's not a fun game to watch. It's not a fun watch. They're not competent at all. No, it's awful. And the Giants, I mean, the Giants, at least one thing you can say about them is, I think, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right here. Their effort is their execution, talent, skill level, not always very apparent. Yeah. But uh, they are a little bit more competitive, and uh, they are a little bit more watchable. Sure. Both sides of the ball, in the, I mean, they were on a bye last week, but the two wins before, both sides of the ball have stepped up and raised their play. I mean, you look at a guy like Tommy DeVito, undrafted, he's got more touchdown Passes than Zach Wilson. He finds a way to get in the end zone more than Zach Wilson or Timmy Boyle or or yeah. whoever. And I mean, yeah. that, I guess you give credit to Brian Dable as an offensive mastermind to be able to get this out of an undrafted quarterback. But they're going with him. You know, Tyrod Taylor's there. He's healthy now. But they're going yeah. with him for Monday Night Football against the Packers. And the conversation around the the Giants the last month has been: Should they tank for a top pick to draft their quarterback of the future? No, they're trying to win games. They're focused on their yeah. culture and not, uh, you know, yeah. leaning into losing, and you can't tank. These guys are professionals. They go out there to compete. They're not tanking. Yeah, very well said, and you're right on the money. And I don't, you don't want to see Barkley go straight up the middle. They're all waiting for him. He's the best offensive player has been. And the bottom line is at least get him around the edge. Uh, let him in some way. How about a direct snap to him? But still, you want to get the ball in his hands, and that has been the case with the Giants. And you don't want to see line plunges going straight up the middle where every defense is waiting for him to get his hands on the ball. You want to try to create uh, something that is outside of just a handoff up the middle uh, for a guy like Barkley. Now, once in a while, he does get some room, and he'll uh, run for 25 to 35 yards, whatever it may be. But they're not creating enough with their creativity, with their play calling. They're not creating enough for Barkley to show what he can do. Yeah, and he's a guy that just wants to be a giant. He's a guy that loves football, and he's going to play the rest of the season out and try and compete and win. I mean, I don't really give him a chance to beat the Packers on Monday Night Football, but crazier things have happened. They do have the Saints and the Eagles twice and the Rams. um, the playoff conversation around the Giants, I think, is about to fade. But, I mean, when you look at the landscape of the NFC and even the AFC and with all these backup quarterbacks playing, it there's a lot of parity in the NFL. It's going to be a crazy December as we figure out who is who and what is what. But enough NFL. I got you on the line. I got to ask you about the Rangers. I got to ask you about 
your New York Rangers and talk puck. I mean, I've been I've been Jeez. brushing up on my Rangers stuff. Obviously, I'm with the Devils, but you know, the Rangers not tonight so much. The final against the Senators, 6-2, Rangers lose. But the Rangers look like a wagon. Even having some injuries, they just were finding ways to win. And um, with Peter Laviolette and some of these other guys, I mean, I think the Rangers have a shot to be at the top of the league, maybe make a run in the Cup this year. Are you feeling that way for the Rangers? Are you thinking uh, this year without Gallant? And, uh, well, yeah, well, sure. I mean, it's a great start. There's no question about it. I didn't know if Laviolette was going to be the right coach, a former Icelander coach. But uh, he has been okay. Uh, all four lines seem to work. If they can stay out of the penalty box, not turn the puck over, they're getting uh, very good goaltending. And the offense, all four lines have been uh, just uh, terrific. And uh, you can't say enough about the, the bread man. You can't uh, say enough about the goaltending, uh, even quick has uh, been uh, terrific when he's getting the opportunity. So, But all four lines have been clicking, and when they don't hurt themselves, they're going to be in every single hockey game. But you have to remember that it's December, and uh, it doesn't really count until much later on. So you want to see, uh, you don't want to see them reach any kind of a peak uh, this early in the season, and it's considered still early in the season, when we know it doesn't end until uh, mid-late June. So the bottom line is they have to play like this. Uh, They have to be as intense, and they have to be uh, with a sense of urgency as we have seen them. You know, it used to be that they would take half a game off, half a period off, uh, but they are giving it uh, uh, just 100%. Uh, for uh, for 60 minutes. So it, it is refreshing to see. It's wonderful to see. If you're a Ranger fan, make no mistake about that. And uh, beating Boston uh, the other day, uh, that was terrific. But again, it's so early in the season. You want to be healthy. You want to stay out of the penalty box. You don't want to make uh, silly turnovers and create too many odd man rushes. And and so forth and so on. And they have been very efficient and very, very uh, much with uh, excellent execution. Uh, I'd like to see them win a few more face-offs, and they are winning a few more face-offs, which is always a good thing. So they're just – and the young guys are showing uh, the potential that uh, was always seen for them when they became Rangers. So – it's a lot of fun to watch, but again, you have to keep things in perspective. The overall picture uh, is what counts, and uh, you want to see this, you know, in the postseason when uh, the Rangers really, from this point on, look to be definitely a Stanley Cup winner, a contender. Uh, that's for sure. And yeah, and just one other thing, because I know you guys have been talking about it. Uh, about Verdugo, is he going to stay with the Yankees, or is he going to be moved uh, to another team in some kind of a deal? I don't know. I, I think he could potentially be flipped. Uh, the reaction from Yankees Twitter, Yankee fans aren't excited about the former Boston Red Sox coming over here. A video yeah. I just posted was of him yelling back at the fans in the bleachers. Now, I know Brian Cashman said he wants two left-handed outfielders. Maybe he satisfies as one, but I think that he may be packaged in the deal for Soto as the Padres will be looking for an outfielder 
in the deal. And obviously the Yankees don't have any outfielders to send them, not major league caliber outfielders that can play this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, I mean, uh, Bellinger is also a first baseman, but you have Rizzo, and you hope Rizzo comes back and looks like uh, he used to be. But uh, Bellinger also plays the outfield. No, I know they're going hot and heavy after uh, Soto. Uh, are you saying, if you're San Diego, Keith, are you sure you want to deal him? Yes. Uh, especially after the report came out that they took out a $50 million loan to satisfy their payroll. Uh, their owner passed. I feel like they're in a position where what what do they have to gain by keeping him for one year? Do they think they're a World Series caliber team this year after the disappointment of last year? No. I think people should be talking about them more in line with the way they talk about the Mets having the highest payroll and missing the postseason You because know, they're in a small market. They kind of skate by, but that was a mess in San Diego. I think they know they have to move him, and I think they know that the Yankees are our prime destination and the Yankees mean business and have a need. So I, I feel like it's it's only a matter of time. I don't think I have to do a guest ID, but I will. I'm on the line with Steve Summers, the iconic voice of Steve Summers is the voice you're hearing next to mine. Steve, I got to ask you about the new look Metropolitans. Carlos yeah. Mendoza comes over. Yankees bench coach is now the manager of the Mets. Uh, you get um, Luis Severino on a one-year $13 million Deal. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't know if I'm that excited about that. He's injury prone. Uh, he did have some nice starts after a, a rough uh, start coming back uh, from. He's hurt a lot, and uh, well, I guess you know uh, to fill out the rotation. I would love to see them get Yamamoto. I would love to see them uh, get uh, some guys that we know. Uh, can perform on the major league level. Now, we don't know about that, about Yamamoto, but uh, he is supposed to be adaptable and he is supposed to have the kind of stuff that could get uh, major leaguers out. So, uh, again, it's all about and Mendoza. Uh, that makes me think that they'll spend some money, but certainly not on a manager. But, you know, I mean, everyone at this point in time says it's a good choice. It'll be a good choice if you can help the team win. If he can work starting pitching, if he can work the bullpen, if he can work his bench, uh, then we'll know about uh, the new manager of uh, the Mets. So at this point in time, it's uh, just a waste of time to be talking. I like the move. I don't like the move. Let's give him a chance and see what he can do. But it all depends, as we know, on the kind of players you have and how they can go about uh, performing on a day-to-day -day basis. So. Again, in this off season, uh, they've picked up some uh, some off the scrap heap. Uh, nothing to write home about. Uh, uh, people that you haven't really heard of that might help the bullpen. Who knows already? Uh, but the bottom line is, it's too early in winter dealings and the winter uh, meetings that were just uh, this past weekend. So uh, we'll see what uh, the seeds were planted by the Mets. Uh, to go about improving themselves uh, for next year and beyond. But at this point in time, it's really a crapshoot and just guessing, you know, what kind of a team they're going to be, what kind of a team they're going to look like, and whether or not it's a team that can compete with Atlanta and Philadelphia in the division. And Miami uh, also shows improvement. So uh, the bottom line is way too early uh, to be saying good move, bad move, because we just have to wait to see uh, well beyond uh, spring training 
uh, just how this is all going to work out. We thought it was going to work out uh, last year, and it didn't. And by the way, what is it now that we're reading and hearing about the secrecy with the Otani negotiations? Yeah, I was just what reading that, that article. Uh, Buster, so I was... Is I can it a speak secret, to it. Keith, that he met with Dave Roberts for three hours? <laughs> for you and I know that, everybody else. And why no, is that a secret? There, there are no secrets. And so yeah, this is right. where I think it, it starts. Otani's Japanese culture, uh, they don't like to be showmen. They don't want this um, money business being out there so much. He's not looking to be braggadocious about uh, signing the biggest contract in history. He's not looking for everyone to be in his business in general. Also, I think he's testing teams to see how much they can keep under wraps if he potentially comes there because he is a global icon. There is a ton of business that's going to come and other things that come with him. But I think baseball has pushed back against him like Buster only did in this article that just came out, like Harold Reynolds did on MLB to say, hey, uh, you're the biggest name in the sport. Why so secretive? We need your buzz. We need your excitement. We need the Shohei Otani watch to be, you know. Here's, here's the thing, Keith. Is it him or is it Scott Boris? Is he under Boris the, or is he under CAA? All, all the things you're saying that Otani doesn't like, Boris does like. He wants every player. He wants the most money. He's, he's actually he, with CAA. He's with, with, um, with CAA. I don't think he's a Boris guy. Oh, is, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a CAA guy. Oh, I just Googled okay. it. And, well, you're and... probably right. I, I've been known to be wrong many times. <laughs> my, myself included, I get on air and say, you probably know more than me. Call me up and tell me no, something. No. But no, I yeah. think I think his agent is um, Nez Bolello from CAA. And okay. um, yeah, he's so, but, but it's. I think it has more to do with his discipline and his, his Japanese. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Upbringing. It does. But, but Major League Baseball is saying, no, we want to know. So Dave Roberts came under scrutiny today for saying, yeah, we met with him. And then people in the Dodgers fan base are like, are you crazy saying that? We're out on him now. No, you're not. It makes the most sense for Shohei to sign there. The only way I think Shohei doesn't sign there is if he doesn't want to, you know, basically give the middle finger to the Angels and go to their rival. That would be like a, a judge flipping from the Yankees and going to the Mets. But I think it makes the most sense for his brand, his business, where he already lives, to join the Dodgers, who are a perennial postseason contender. And then I think there's some rumblings of Yamamoto potentially joining him over there, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's uh, the mystery that persists. There's no mystery. Not in 2023. Everyone's got eyes and ears and iPhones. I said the other night, if I saw Shohei Otani in uh, Florida at the Blue Jays complex. I'm taking pictures, videos. I'm sending it to every social media platform. How can you keep it under wraps? Yeah. And, he, and of course, uh, Toronto is another team that's supposedly, uh, you know, uh, very high on him. Of course, every team is. and uh, But uh, willing to spend uh, the money. Texas is also involved there. The Giants don't have any stars on their team. I doubt he would go there, but I, I'm guessing he's going to end up in Hollywood. Yeah, I think so, too. Last question for you, Steve. How do you like David Stearns, uh, just just his his moves that he's made and even his demeanor and, and the image that he gives off? He's a smart guy. I think he's pretty quiet, but he's well-spoken, and I think that this is really the start of his era 
under Steve Cohen and the Mets. I think Steve Cohen is deferring to his expertise now instead of being, you know, the front man and making moves in the middle of the night for Carlos Correa or, you know, making the trade for Francisco Lindor. I think he's really following David Stern's lead. That's why he hired him. Well, here's the thing. It's who he can get. And uh, and and I hope that the new manager, Mendoza, I mean, it's nice to have analytics. I think the more information you have, the better. But there's also the eye test as well. So I'm hoping that Mendoza does get some autonomy, some freedom, and isn't beholden, you know, to the front office uh, for the entire season because he is brand new, although he was certainly well-respected as the Yankee bench coach and so forth and so on. So the bottom line is it's all about who the Mets get in this offseason and how they perform in uh, the next season and beyond. It's not all about Steve Cohen's money, although it certainly does help in uh, in any sport uh, having that kind of money. But the bottom line is what kind of players are you going to have the kind of balance? Are you going to have some contact hitters? Are you going to have some speed on the bases? Are you going to have some notables in the bullpen? Uh, are you going to have people who are familiar with uh, New York and the media? I mean, there's so many questions that are unanswered at the moment that we just, again, have to wait and see. I wish we could pinpoint and to be so specific about everything and definitive and absolute about everything about the Mets and the Yankees, too, for your sake and the Yankee fans' sake. Bottom line is we just have to wait and see how winter, uh, you know, shakes out, how uh, everything works out. And, again, the operative word is going to be healthy because both teams, by the time you get into uh, crunch time in August and September, have to be healthy and have to be productive and have to be executing. Otherwise, their fans will be executing them. Steve, you're the man. I appreciate you so much. Enjoy your trip. Happy holidays, Christmas, New Year, all that. Tell your wife we say hello. Thank you for joining me tonight. Well, thank you for having me. You're the best. And it's uh, been fun. Listen, that's uh, for sure. With your program, your honesty, your knowledge, your expertise, your humility. uh, And I think it's very easy for fans to identify with you. So much continued success. And once again, Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, sir. Picking up where you left off, ladies and gentlemen, the iconic Steve Summers on the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.